I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of plants for flower power and forms of the shrubby potentilla producing single rose like flowers continually from June to the first frost. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with your gardening quandaries. My guest this week is Robert Hillier of Hillier Nurseries and Garden Centres. My thanks to Sutton's, sponsors of this podcast. What beautiful weather over the last weekend, well and well into the week. I popped into Alton Garden Centre and uh, the Metacroft Centres in Essex on Monday and goodness, they were busy. People filling their barrows with all those summer flowering bedding and zonal geraniums look to be very popular. Not really surprised because some of these are interspecific hybrids with the not easy to remember name Calliope. They did very well last summer. And the quality of the plants on sale really is quite remarkable. You know, big, bushy, well-branched things with uh, lots of flowers coming. And then I was at the RHS Gardens at uh, Hyde Hall on the top of the hill, helping them plant some sweet peas. That was a really lovely morning. And I heard my first cuckoo sing. Do you know, I don't think I've heard the cuckoo for a year or two. Uh, And up there on the hill, hearing that uh, call come across the countryside was uh, very pleasing. And on my journey there and back, the trees in the countryside, you know, where they meet across those country lanes, the light green colour, especially on things like hornbeam and ash and oak. Uh, You know, there's the old saying, isn't there? Oak before ash, we're in for a splash. And ash before oak, we're in for a soak. Well, uh, the oaks were out before the ash in most cases, as far as I could see. Uh, But it doesn't look as if we're in for a soak just yet. Ben Elliott, uh, the government food surpluses and waste champion, uh, has just launched his Step Up to the Plate and Beat Waste campaign. Well, I'd like to tell Ben that if you grow your own, then it can be picked fresh as you need it with no waste, no food miles and no packaging. If I need a quick bite currently, I just shoot up the garden path, uh, cut a few spears of asparagus and then steam it, have it on a, a bit of brown bread and butter. And any surplus spears just go in the deep freeze. Thank goodness for deep freezes to get rid of surpluses. And I can tell you, That's the way to have uh, no food surpluses or wastes. Actually, with the asparagus, uh, I just have one quite small bed uh, and it's cropped very well for over 20 years. uh, And I usually pick 10 or 12 pounds of spears from it at least. You know, if you look at the price in the shops, boy, that's good value. 
have all the flowers gone? Long time passing, where have all the flowers gone? Long time ago. This week, of course, we're right in the heart of the Chelsea Flower Show. Uh, uh, I listened to a great deal of uh, comment over the two or three days of that show uh, and I came away with the conclusion that it should be renamed. I think we should call it the Royal Horticultural Society Chelsea Event and we should drop Flower Show. I mean, the gardens down the avenue, they were pretty well flowerless. You know, I think it's a terrible shame that some of the extraordinarily large sums of money in sponsorship for those, uh, well, theatrical gardens down the main avenue, if just a little bit of that money could be sprinkled around the specialist nurseries in the Great Pavilion, it would be such a help to them. I mean, the costs of getting stuff onto site and off site, uh, staging or staffing from 8 o'clock in the morning till 8 at night for, was it, five and a half days. I mean, it really is very demanding. And one by one, those specialist nurseries are slipping away and, and we need to stop the rot. I'm told Robinson's from the northwest, that really uh, famous uh, vegetable growers, stage wonderful vegetable exhibits this year, is their last and if you were looking for the uh, abundance of uh, UK-grown cut flowers that have been staged by Marks and Spencer, uh, they're not there this year. They've gone. It's an event. I was interested to hear that the Tuesday, the Members' Day Tuesday, the first day, used to be the best trading day for uh, exhibitors, and now that's moved to Wednesday the event character of uh, the Monday evening gala, which will cost four or five hundred pounds a ticket at least, is now spreading into Tuesday and Tuesday is becoming an event, a place where uh, you go to be seen uh, and, and you can talk about uh, when you get back home. As I was leaving on uh, Tuesday evening, I think there's a late night ticket and and the music, well, music is not my word, blasting out from the speakers. It was like a pop concert. And so where have all the flowers gone is uh, my message. You know, as I walked down that main avenue and looked at those extraordinarily expensive designed gardeners, they were just green. A visitor from Finland looked at one of them and said, I haven't touched my garden for years and it looks as if I've got a Chelsea show garden at my back door. That said it all. Where have all the flowers gone? Long time passing. Where have all the flowers gone? We're often asked why there are so many new plants arriving every year and an excellent message from Paul Colgrave on mildew-resistant Impatiens Beacon gives one explanation. Actually, if I can just pick up the notes here. They explain that genome sequencing uh, is speeding up the improvement of plants no end. Now... Probably genome sequencing doesn't mean very much to you. Uh, but uh, in explanation, they say 
think of the genome as a library and the assembled sequence as the card catalogue that tells you where to find the books. The books are not being edited, genome edited, nor are we bringing books from another library in another language into our library, in other words, uh, GMOs. It's simply learning where to find the book you're looking for. You still have to walk to the shelf and get it. The difference is that you know where to go rather than aimlessly wandering the aisles looking for it. So whereas breeders in the past just raised thousands, if not millions of seedlings trying to find that one quality they were after, now the scientists can see where the genome is that gives us that disease resistance or that colour or that long flowering quality and they're able to uh, actually place it and shorten the whole uh, breeding lifetime. And of course uh, they've done it with the uh, Impatiens beacon, uh, a very good busy Lizzie introduction which has the gene which resists downy mildew. Uh, you'll probably have to look quite uh, hard for Beacon this season. The numbers available are limited, but by next year, I think there'll be plenty of them about and we'll have uh, lots of colour for shady and full sun sites in our gardens with the busy Lizzie back in all its glory. There are some worries in the trade about water, particularly in the southeast and East Anglia, you know, we didn't get that much winter rain uh, and the rain that we did have for uh, a couple of days was a lifesaver, but it hasn't gone very deep. You can't really grow vegetables and uh, edible crops without water and uh, there is very serious concern about how we manage our water supplies in the eastern side of the country. Uh, certainly my garden is uh, as dry as I've known it at this time of the year uh, and I'll be worried if we have high temperatures into June and July uh, to keep things growing. But the uh, one thing we can do while the weather is warm and the sun shining bright is control weeds. If you can run a pushhoe through the garden once a week before you even see the weeds, that's the easy way to control them. I've got a lovely little arrowhead push hoe. It's quite light, lightweight, it's got an alloy handle and I can just slip that through all the rows on the veg plot well in not much more than an hour once a week. And if there are no weeds, uh, quite often I'll just see the white thin uh, stems of uh, weed seedlings just coming through. That's the time to hit them. You know, you just need an hour or two sunshine with the surface just very lightly sliced through and gardening will be an absolute joy. There's lots of things too that you can sow and plant now. Chances of night frost are pretty remote. We're into the fourth week of May. Uh, if you've got any kind of uh, greenhouse or protected area, then you must get uh, all of those uh, frost-tender crops, tomatoes, aubergines, cucumbers, all those planted. And outside, if you haven't sown them already, all the cucurbits, the marrows, the uh, squashes, pumpkins, all need 
sowing now. Keep an eye out to uh, when we had the very warm sort of moist weather a couple of weeks back. That was perfect to uh, encourage greenfly and aphid. Uh, I've seen them on several roses that I travel about and you need to hit them early and knock those out if you can uh, before uh, they really damage growth. I'm a bit uneasy about using some of the uh, oil-based insecticides. I prefer stuff like permethrin, the man-made material, which if it's applied late in the evening will knock out the green fly and other pests. And then when sun comes up the next day, uh, it breaks down very quickly. Uh, if you're using some of the oils, I'm afraid it can knock out the beneficial insects as well as uh, the pests you want to remove. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm very pleased today to introduce, uh, I think what one could say, one of the truly great horticultural names. We have uh, the executive chairman, Robert Hillier of Hillier's. Now, is it Hillier's Nurseries now? Well, really, I think we're Hillier Nurseries limited, so we don't have an apostrophe S on our hillier. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, uh, uh, we're now talking to you the fourth generation, and your son, George, the fifth generation's in the that business. Is, that, that is correct, and uh, also uh, his cousin, uh, Martin, is also a director of on the board now, and only just in the last few months, so... Exciting times at Hillier, moving on to the uh, the fifth generation. Now, things have changed unbelievably, haven't they? I mean, your father did a remarkable job collecting one of the biggest uh, collections of genera of trees and shrubs, well, in Britain, I would think. It's, it's fantastic history, isn't it? Um, he was remarkable. He was... Uh, the, uh, the third generation, of course, but he was absolutely enthused by 
uh, growing up with his father who was uh, um, in charge during the time of the plant hunters and all these plants coming in and all these famous plant hunters visiting our nurseries in Winchester at the time. And uh, my father would have been a young man and was inspired all the, by all of this and decided to make a career out of it and make a business out of it, and uh, which he did very successfully because he, uh, as you say, had an enormous collection which uh, was uh, handed over and given to the uh, Hampshire County Council who manage it now as a charity and uh, manage the gardens, which are now 182 acres and uh, contain some over 12,000 different species and cultivars. 10,000, so 10, Robert. Over 12,000. Oh, 12,000. Yeah, my father claimed to be growing commercially about 8,000, so uh, <laughs> so it's moved on a bit since his day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, 12,000, and I was told the other day that it's actually probably the third largest collection of species and cultivars in any one place in in Europe. Goodness. So that's pretty amazing. I imagine, I don't know who the other two are in front, but it, it's got to be Q, and you thought Wisley wouldn't be far behind, so it yeah. doesn't leave a lot of room for the rest of Europe, does it? But mm. it was some amazing thing that he, he succeeded just in the post-war um, in uh, post Second World War in, in uh, making a business. He was employing 200 men and women and um, he just about sort of survived really uh, which was, was great. Now that's quite a responsibility to follow that reputation. <laughs> the business has changed hasn't it? I think your father just had one shop didn't he? Uh, he had one shop, he did have one garden centre, one collection point whereby people could place orders we were primarily um, a mail order business in those days, yeah. and um, so people could come and collect their orders rather than them having to go by rail and all being packed up in straw and boxes and uh, exciting times. But of course, there was a railway in those days. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Robert, just think what's happened uh, in your and my lifetime. Yeah, well, it's, it's an extraordinary story, isn't it? And I, I think like, you know, in many part, walks of our lives, things have changed beyond all, all recognition. You know, I mean, there were no plastics, there were no, no chemicals in those days, perhaps all of those are disappearing again. But, um, you know, there were no chemicals, there was no polythene, there was no container production. So there was no all year round business. Um, and now look what we have. We have uh, garden centres with wonderful ranges of uh, plants growing in um, containers available for sale all the year round. And um, yeah, it's it's, it's a, a, an amazing difference. And unfortunately, I think some of the ranges of you know the collections are, are less. But I, I, I'm very keen. I've been involved with the National Trust and the RHS. And, you know, they are enormous conservations and collections, the plant heritage. There are lots, you know, this country is a wonderful garden and, and the, the, the citizens are very keen gardeners. So, Robert, where's the emphasis now? I mean, you have quite a big specimen tree business as well as a wholesale container business. Exactly. Yeah, we've got about 500 acres of trees between 10 feet and 40 feet high. And I think we are certainly the biggest uh, grower in the UK. 
Um, wonderful trees up to 40 feet, as I say, can be bought in containers up to that size. Um, so 1,000 litre container trees um, for use pri primarily in developments all, all around the country. But uh, the Olympics was one of the, our most exciting projects in recent years. And it was a great privilege to be involved in that and the sole supplier of trees to the to the Olympic Park, now known as the Queen Elizabeth Park. Well, that's, that's a pretty good uh, bequest. You know, if, if your father <laughs> left us that big collection, uh, to, to have uh, left a young forest in East London, Robert, you should be pretty proud of. <laughs> well, it was a wonderful event to be involved in. And, uh, of course, it went on for many years, although the, the timescale was short, which made it a very exciting project because every member of the team, and it was a team of uh, contractors and suppliers um, working together to try and hit that July 2012 date. So that was uh, very much a focused contract. But then we were lucky to be able to stay on and stay for the transformation following the end of the Olympics. And uh, that was something which uh, was almost as big as the Olympics, as people don't realize that, but we almost supplied as much in uh, the transformation process from Olympic Park to uh, to you know villages new t new small villages within the area, well they're not so small to be honest, but um, you know so East London really benefited and that was a great success of the Olympics and we were very proud to be part of it. Of course, in my father's day, he had the old 1951 exhibition, uh, which was followed the Second World War to try and show what uh, we could do in the UK. Well, that was on on the, on the South Bank. That's right. With the skyline, and, and of course they built the festival hall yes. then. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, my father was involved in supplying big trees to, to the bank, as you say, the South Bank. So, yeah, well, we've been yeah. involved, and that's a great thing to be involved in, is tree growing and the environment and, uh, you know, landscapes. It's a very exciting career to be honest and how many garden centers have you got now then from that one shop 16 now we've just got uh, four new ones uh, joining our our family which is nice so we've, we've we are now running six will be running 16 garden centers and uh, of course this is the modern way of selling plants isn't it and, and what a wonderful way it is it makes a, a day's outing uh, you know they don't only come for the plants they come for the you know, all the other things that we sell, garden furniture, fashion, all sorts of things, extraordinary. And a cup of tea um, and a piece of cake. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting to that. But I think that drives the footfall, I think, is coming for a nice cup of tea and a piece of cake, as you say. Yeah. And then you also supply other garden centres with nursery stock. We do indeed, and we, we supply right across the country. And um, so that that's good. That uh, means that uh, uh, we can... Uh, you know, keeps the collections that we have going, and um, we're very pleased to be able to do that and supply about 300 different garden centres throughout the country. Goodness, what a business, Robert! <laughs> hey. I sometimes surprise, uh, sometimes worries me when I wake up in the morning, Peter. But uh, no, it, it's it's very exciting times. We've got a very good team here. And um, we're very sort of ambitious for the future and aware of the responsibility that we carry in yeah. keeping this inheritance going. Well, when you said your father employed 200, how many are you employing now? We're employing about 600 now. Quite a lot of people to be responsible for. And you're not just staying with your father's plant library. You're steadily introducing new plants. I mean, you had the Vigilia introduced to Chelsea. 
I'm really, I'm really excited about that one. I'm, I'm a bit of a woody shrub and plant man rather than the herbaceous. But um, this new uh, Wygelia, it's called Picabella rosa. Uh, it won't be available in the garden centres until July, unfortunately. But it's a, a really stunning addition to the range of Wygelias that we, we grow. It's um, naturally compact and bushy, which is important in today's gardens. Extremely floriferous, which is uh, not easy to say, but it's, it's certainly, you know, it's a very strong flowering plant and grows flowers from May to October. And uh, we're, we think it's a very good plant. Well, I was surprised when you said it would be available in July, you know, because Wigelia's in full flower now would normally be over, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, this is this one flowers, uh, you know, from May to October, so uh, there should be plenty of flower on it, and uh, as I say, it flowers well, and it's indeed it has additionally it has you know good autumn colour, so uh, bee friendly. Um, so we think it's a perfect plant for you know containers or for for borders. Well, as we have our chat, of course, we don't know what uh, the Chelsea Flower Show plant of the year is going to be. So I have my fingers no. crossed for you, hey? Well, that's very kind. <laughs> we, we we came second last year, so we were quite proud of that because the viburnum that won was, a, I understand, a good, very good plant. But we had a, an eryngium in there, having talked about woody plants. But we also obviously grow a lot of herbaceous plants now. Yeah. And, uh, and that one came second, and it's 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 sold very well. I must yes, say. Yes, I mean that that had a television airing, didn't it? It, it did. A fortnight did. beforehand, and yeah. that sort of thing always helps, doesn't it? It does. But the, the great advantage that um, we have today is that with garden centres, particularly across the country, uh, you know, people are able to come in and see these plants, you know, and uh, learn about them, you know, face to face, so to speak. Whereas in the old days, it was just a catalogue which uh, would cost a lot of money to distribute and you couldn't have many photographs and they were probably black and black and white anyway. Um, so selling plants, it's as it's, it's good a time as any in, the, in history, I would say, to be doing it. And as you say, although this, this plant, obviously some of these plants are prepared for Chelsea, you know, we can show plants from all different seasons to an extent in, in, in a good light. And you mustn't knock the catalogue too hard because the Hillier Manual rests, <laughs> rests behind or beside the, the leg of my desk and, and I wouldn't be without it, you know. It's probably keeping your desk up, isn't it, Peter? No, no. no. <laughs> well, we're really pleased and we must recognise that we are now partnered partners with the RHS and... Uh, Alongside, you know, the Plant Finder, uh, I think the two the two publications which they're keeping up to date um, is a wonderful asset for everybody involved with um, growing and, and selling plants. And because your father was involved in writing some of that copy, wasn't he? Oh, he oh he wrote most of the original stuff. I mean, Roy Lancaster obviously helped him a lot with it. We've got notebooks from my father from the from the 20s and 30s where he'd already sort of writing descriptions in a pencil in a little notebook and uh, that is still in the uh, in the manual today and your brother john i seem to remember spent time on train journeys and things just proofreading and checking and I mean, exactly you know his yeah. knowledge of trees and shrubs was encyclopedic yeah absolutely and uh, he did a great job in trying to ensure that uh, everything was correctly spelled up together and that 
the good plants came through and uh, the ones that he, in his opinion anyway, weren't quite so good, might not make a place in year one and had to prove themselves. But he has been involved with RHS committees on the research into plants and groups of plants. And, um, you know, he, he, I think that's important, that they should be good quality plants. That was our question. Robert, what can I say? Just thanks for the great family, Hillier, and for all that you've done and indeed for all you're doing. Very much look forward to seeing you fairly soon. Good. Peter, thank you very much indeed for inviting us to come along and just chat about Hillier for a bit. It's nice of a thing to do. <laughs> uh, you've more than earned that. Thank you very much indeed. My thanks to Sutton's sponsors of this podcast and also my producer this week Rich Jarman I look forward to speaking to you next week Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavour That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.